0: dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio brought to you by InnerSpark. This is the resource for the sensitive soul looking to reclaim their power and reconnect to their magic through remembering how to trust their bodies, align with nature and cosmic flow, leverage their subtle energies, and transmute trauma and pain into gifts and purpose. Get ready to dive into all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth based wisdom. I'm your host, Devin, and with me, as always, is my co host and podcast producer, Mike. Hey. On today's show, episode 26, we're discussing all things spring, the sacred energetics of this time, how to access and repair the relationship with your inner maiden. And ways to receive all the goodness of this sacred part of the wheel of the year. So let's get into it.
1: All right. So, timeout, real quick. Um, as a guy, should I just like excuse myself from this episode? You know, like the uh, does the whole inner maiden thing not apply to me? Am I not maiden enough for the maiden club?
0: <laughs> Cute. Actually, as you've heard me talk about before, we all have both masculine and feminine attributes. We are all everything and no thing at the exact same time simultaneously. So if a gender specific sounding concept like maiden isn't resonating with you, babe or listeners, let's think of this as our inner child, our inner innocence and purity, our inner clean slate before life got a hold of us. Is that better? Yeah, that works. Okay. Okay. So first, let's talk about spring. Like, what is spring all about? Aside from slightly longer and warmer days, what does spring actually bring? And what are the sacred medicines and invitations of this time? And, like, what does it have to do with our inner littles, our inner little people, our inner maidens, our inner pages, our inner children? Spring holds the energies of birth, rebirth, resurrection, beginnings. And as I am kind of naming these energies, just notice what they do in your system. Like, how do these, these words land with you? What is the frequency that they bring? And what do you notice as you hear me say these? So we said birth, rebirth, resurrection, beginnings, air, insight, the mind, divine inspiration, dawn, that time of day, hope, promise, youth, beginnings. This is a time of year for emerging from our cocoons and slumbers and being with the light, the warmth, and really the potency and fertility of life, the place of endless potentiality and possibilities. It's, it's really just that, that cave of, of potency, the place of no thing where everything is birthed. It's a time to deeply connect with spontaneity and to release limiting viewpoints and beliefs and to really work with the mind and the element of air. So air and the mind are very closely related. And after the heaviness of winter in all senses, so winter is heavy all around, right? There's heavy foods. We're in cocoons. We're snuggling. We're sleeping more. It's a very inward heavy time. We must bring movement back into our lives. And so what might that look like for you right now? I know for me, my body, my physical body is craving more movement. I am finding it more difficult to sit still for longer periods of time. I am needing sunlight and warmth and heat and movement. And my body is also craving lighter foods and slightly less quantities of them. I'm also noticing a desire for creating more creativity, creating new projects, creating art just for the sake of creating. Babe, what are you noticing right now as as we shift into more lightness?
1: I'm definitely feeling that kind of uh, springtime, restless energy. Like I I want to spend more time outside. Fresh air is becoming so uh, important to me. When I crave being outside, it's living, moving air that I crave, not the stillness of air indoors. That stands out to me more so than even sunlight is the need for moving, flowing air.
0: Yeah, I love that. So there's that air element that's popping up. And when we talk about these things, and if you've listened to me for any length of time or read my stuff or followed me, you know I'm all about the, the energetics behind things. So I'm not just meaning, like, the literal elements, right, or literal spring as it appears on a calendar or the wheel of the year. All of these these are just archetypal energies that exist within us and around us at all times. So when we say air, yes, it's like the actual air we, we breathe, but what else does air and spring symbolize? And I mentioned those, those energies a little bit ago. And all of the things that are alive right now and here for us at this time, these invitations for us. And so just noticing how that looks in your life and in your body and in your interactions and in your desires and what's coming up for you at this time. And so air, as I also said, is really connected to creation and the mind and working with the mind and receiving divine inspiration and divine guidance and through the, the portal of the mind, Right, this like third eye portal, if if that's not too woo for you, through the dream time, through the pineal gland, through this this very sacred entry point where you and and spirit meet, right? Your body's the meeting point between earth and spirit. So this is a very beautiful time when, when there's so much lightness and sun and solar and warmth and the, the heaviness is melting away, you're able to be a clearer channel and a clearer conduit clear antenna to receive. And so this brings me to the inner maiden, right? What does this have to do with all of this? It's a time to really hear her or him, your inner little person. This part of us holds our soul's mission and our highest passions in life. They have been with us since since the beginning, since we first like got here in this physical body. They kind of have our our little blueprint right? They're like our archetypal DNA, our energetic DNA. They know what's up. They know what we like. They know what we dislike. They know our deepest desires and needs, our innocence, our joys. And we all come here with a specific mission. And maybe this isn't resonating with some of you and and you're like, well, why? And let me just ask you to be open-minded, all right? We all come here with a specific mission. There are specific lessons to learn, things to experience, and some unique way to contribute to the continuation or the healing of or the advancement of or the repairing of the collective. We all came here with medicine to both receive and then to give. And nothing in your life is an accident. Everything is on purpose. Everything you have ever experienced, everything that you have ever felt or been through, it's all for a purpose. And so this inner little you understands that at a level that big you has forgotten or is, you know, covered in cynicism or bitterness or confusion and all of the the kind of trauma and pain that comes with being a human. And Everybody will experience trauma in a human body. That's just the nature of of the game here on Earth in this, in this human suit. And so the inner little person, inner maiden, inner child, knows that and yet still holds the frequency and the, the guidelines, the direction for you, for your soul, for why you are here. And as spring is the time of resurrection, it is the best time to resurrect The maiden and to come into right relationship with her. She doesn't need to be a severed piece or a traumatized piece that is running our life. So she doesn't need to be this, like, completely, you know, I'm I'm an adult and I'm doing adult things and I'm super responsible. I don't stop and smell the roses, I just do these adult things. And she also doesn't need to be this piece that's here and is like super traumatized. And instead of using her magic to to guide you towards purpose and truth and beauty she's like dude life's kind of cray and i'm going to ensure that we stay safe so you have this like little inner wounded child running your life
1: well wow. that uh yeah that really resonates with me the idea that our traumatized pieces of ourselves can run our lives Uh, I've had times where it's like I put on insecurity tinted glasses, I guess I would say. So like everything and everyone that I perceive around me when I'm in that kind of a mode can be colored with whatever it is that I feel insecure about or threatened by. And it affects small decisions that aggregate into a, like a whole day or a whole lifestyle, even like the... You know, the bias that you hold when you interpret the words and actions of others uh, can dictate everything that follows because it affects your decision making. It affects how you've received information from them and every decision that you can make based on that. So if your bias is based in trauma, then you're just going to be stuck in that state like your whole life.
0: Yes. Preach it, brother. (laughs) Yes, we have this need to prove ourselves right and have the world fit into our narrow definition of it. And so this is the best time to, I mean, there's no time like now, right? But really, this is the best time in this portal of spring to broaden that perspective and allow the airs and the winds to expand and bring with them spontaneous insights about you and who you really are without these layers of life that have piled up on you. And you know what? I I love wind. I have such an affinity for the element of air, and especially wind. It's just always been incredibly magical to me. I'm from Southern California. I like born and raised there, grew up there, and the Santa Ana's in October were always so magical to me. There are these winds that that blow in and they're warm and, and so windy and they always just felt so magical and alive. And I mean, yes, of course that time of year was always a heightened risk of fires um which was really shitty but nonetheless i still really enjoyed those winds and i still do it's they feel very ancient to me and they've always been here and they've always just been blowing and they carry with them the whispers and secrets of those long long ago they carry divine inspiration and insight and can expand and permeate into every facet and nook and cranny of your being If you allow them to, it feels especially primordial to me and innocent and like the basis for all else. You know, it's water is very much like that, too. It will take the path of least resistance and go into everywhere. But there's just something about that wind that is really just all pervading. So if we allow the energy of this time and this air element to really get in and expand and allow us to expand gently, right? It doesn't need to be a like a traumatic ripping the bandaid off or like a giant wax strip, you know, just like "Ah, take it off. It's a very gentle and loving process if we can just surrender to it and allow it. So the inner child is meant to greatly influence our life because she knows why we're here. However, like we've established, she's also the one who remembers and experienced firsthand our earliest traumas and woundings and conditionings. And as such, she decided a long time ago that it wasn't safe to be in the world, especially as a sensitive, intuitive, empathic, spiritual being. And I certainly experienced that in big ways in my life, in my early life. And so much so that I really resented that part of me for so long. I resented the part that was full of wonder and innocence and really sensitive and intuitive and empathic and the part of me that was so deeply connected to nature and the elements and would communicate with with plants and and, and nature spirits because it didn't feel safe to be that way. And not only... Was I shamed for those parts of myself being so sensitive, but my earliest life experiences also held with them a lot of trauma and a lot of the energy of, like, fight, flight, survive, you know, um, heightened states of awareness. So using my sensitivity more for survival purposes than for exploring and deepening into my connection with Gaia and myself at that young age, which is really what that time is all about. We separate from kind of that same energetic field as our caretakers, especially our mother. And then we anchor into ourselves and into the earth. And this is, is really intended to be a beautiful organic unfolding. It's it's the same process we see through the chakra system. It's the same process we see, you know, if, if, you, if that's too woo and you like things from a more uh, developmental psychology or sociological ba- uh, frame of view. We can look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We we see this this organic unfolding and and maturation process of of the soul. And when that is halted or stifled, we stay in those lower energetics, those lower frequencies. But we still grow, right? So we're like like thirty five year olds with uh, very stunted seven-year-olds inside of us. So we might have then overcompensated and turned to being like hyper-intellectual. I see this a lot in my clients. I know that used to be a big defense mechanism of mine as well. Okay, it's not safe to be this little sensitive fairy that I am. Well, then damn it, I'm gonna resent the hell out of her, push her away, be smart as hell, feisty, no one can get near me. You're not gonna get in. You're not gonna know me. My walls are up. And all the while like slowly dying on the inside because that's not me and so I'm curious how many of you can can relate to this and like I said it's it's one thing to come into this world as a very sensitive soul because you're you're going to be shamed for that in some fashion to some degree it's it's just gonna happen our world really unfortunately doesn't really highly value that way of being and those gifts. And then if you add on top of it some early life trauma, there's going to be a disconnection from that part of ourselves. And so she's not going to be using her magic to guide you and to keep you on the path of your soul and to keep those lines of communication between like your earthly self and your spirit self and these different parts of you clear because she's just focused on like, damn, son, why did we come here? Earth is just crazy so we can definitely forget why we're here and we develop these coping mechanisms and these armors and filters and beliefs and personas and then we operate from them and so that that traumatized child is is running our life and without her we feel lost we feel so lost we forget what we love what brings us joy we're constantly seeking safety and then perpetuating that narrow traumatized view of the world so it's really essential to come back into relationship with this part of ourself. We can get to the point where we can access, re-access this part, hold her, love her, let her know that she is appreciated and seen and heard and needed, like truly needed, and that you are fully capable of keeping her safe and running the show and she doesn't need to do it anymore. So we can essentially see what life can be like when we come into this beautiful state of ongoing inner alchemy, wherein we're merging this little us and the big us and letting that come together to create this third way where we're finding more and more integration. Because her on her own, the little her, you know, she, she can't do it all. And us on our own, I mean, how's that working for us trying to do it all without that vital piece of us? guiding us, directing us, right? Like neither can really operate on their own. So when they come together, that's just like potent shit. And there are ways to repair the connection, soften the trauma. And ultimately we want to find more stability in ourselves to extract the wisdom and gifts from these early events and then feel our subtle energies begin that beautiful alchemical process of the two coming together to create a third. And pleasure and joy and beauty and wisdom and grace just abound. So some of my favorite ways and some things that have really been essential on my journey. Flower essences and really just nature in general. Being outside as much as possible plugging into the specific energies of the seasons and not doing it from a thinking place, not doing it from a, oh, what's the date today? When's the first day of spring? When's the first day of summer? But really just noticing, what do I feel in my body right now? What am I noticing? What feels different? And that requires a certain level of stability. And when I say stability, I mean having your nervous system relax enough, having that impact from those, those times of trauma or those times of being shamed, felt and soothed so that you can then be like, oh, wow, actually, I've got this whole body that I'm living in that's super amazing. And I can sense and feel so much when I when I let myself. So flower essences have been monumental in that journey for me. And episode two, we talked about flower essences and there's also so many resources on my blog to learn more about these these really beautiful plant medicines they're not essential oils they're a form of energy healing they are a form of working with the subtle energies the the soul the spirit of the plant itself that can communicate and meet us on that subtle soul spirit level for some really profound healing I mean truly Some other things that have been monumental for me are breathwork and especially kundalini yoga. I personally have been practicing yoga for almost two decades and um, kundalini for the last maybe six years, five years. And it's been a real, real game changer. Breathwork in general, connecting to that breath, there's that air element, again, the winds of our physical body. And the breath and the mind truly are just inextricably linked. They are one in the same. If you want to understand yourself more deeply, if you want to understand the patterns that your mind runs, if you want to change those patterns and become more aware of yourself and the way that you operate, get connected with your breath. And kundalini yoga has been really amazing, really amazing in that process. I give my clients kundalini meditations and kriyas constantly in different breath practices. And yeah, the shifts are amazing. There's not a day that goes by in my life that, that really all of these that I'm sharing with you aren't part of my life. So another thing is to consciously hold space and ceremony with your inner child, like quite frequently. It's not really a one and done thing. You know, I had this soul retrieval session with a shaman or I did this beautiful full moon ceremony once and like repaired my inner child. That's beautiful. And especially those kind of first meetups with her after so long of being disconnected can feel just so profound and like earth shattering. And it also requires a little maintenance. You know, it's like uh, we can't just eat one salad one time and be like, oh, I got my vegetables. And it's, you know, no one can like go to a yoga class one time and and just like be chill for the rest of their life. They, these, these things are practices, they're ongoing. And so holding space and ceremony and inviting her into your life, and especially in the beginning, make it a daily thing. And I know a lot of times I used to think this way, especially as a recovering like uh, type A, all or nothing, like go big or go home. And a lot of my clients think this way as well. When I say ceremony, they're thinking, oh my god, I have to have this like elaborate ceremony ritual like every day. And that's that's not what I'm saying. This can be as simple as placing a hand on your heart or on your womb space or both and just taking a deep breath and, and checking in with her. And in the beginning, it is really helpful to do it multiple times a day and to also set set aside those times for some longer ceremony, some longer ritual and in those moments some questions that you could ask yourself in those times of ceremony is when do you remember growing up what was that time maybe it's it's a very poignant memory maybe it's it's kind of murky but when do you remember actually growing up kind of when that that severing happened and when that that transition between like innocence and play and like oop it ain't safe not doing that anymore I'm just going to woman up, man up. When did that happen? When do you also remember the kind of tender, curious innocence? And how can you merge these parts of yourself for a more cohesive, integrated, integrated experience? Like I was saying earlier, this process of ongoing alchemy which is truly that's that's really my my dharma in this life and that's something that i'm so committed to with my clients as well is just this constantly birthing and and creating broader perspectives blending polarities blending disintegrated pieces of ourselves to create beauty and and nourishment and wholeness beyond our wildest dreams because it's all here for us and it's all possible and Lastly, really befriend and get to know your subtle energies. And you are your own best healer. You hear me say this all the time because it's a fact. You are your own best healer. You are aware of your energies more than anyone else in the entire world because you're you're living them. You're experiencing them. You are having a, your own felt experiences right now in your system. So creating your own subtle energy energy practices. And in episode 12, I talked about energetic maintenance for the sensitive soul. There's some really good goodies in that episode. Episode 25 was all about energy healing. Like, what is energy healing? And and how can this benefit your life? And how, how can you really become your own best healer? Because that's what you are. There's nothing outside of you. And shadow work. Shadow work and energy healing. Shadow work I talked a lot about in episode 21. So 12... 21 and 25 could be some really epic ones to go back and and listen to or re-listen to. So I don't really differentiate between shadow work and energy healing. They're essentially the same thing. And these practices give us greater access to our maiden and all the power she holds for our lives. But the way to get to this power and this clarity is to repair that relationship. And sometimes that requires getting uncomfortable. Sometimes that requires feeling some shit that feels a little bit scary or feels challenging or feels undesirable or inappropriate and emotions need to be moved and felt. So giving yourself that space to feel and to hear this part, this part of you and to bring her back on board. So I believe that is all the time we have for today. I really pray that in this beautiful portal of spring You tap into the magic and the wisdom of the energies that are here and alive for you right now, and especially this air and this place of real magic and potentiality, and that you're able to expand what you think is possible for yourself, create larger definitions that are more mm, inclusive, where there's holding space for both, not an either-or or holding on to outdated views of yourself or of your life or what you think is possible for yourself, really feeling into the fertility of this time and allowing your maiden to guide you in remembering who you really are and what you really, really, really love and what you really desire.
1: Before we sign off, I just wanted to say that I have personally overcome a whole uh, host of traumas and insecurities. You know we were talking about a uh, shadow work. and I mean, you name it, but rescuing that little part of me that still held on to just childishness and joy, and innocence uh there was a lot that came between me and that part of myself and i really needed to go back and retrieve that and a lot of that uh that work has just been in the past few years and i don't know how many of those defenses uh that i mentioned that came between that part of myself and and me um I don't know how many of those defenses I would still be hiding behind uh, if not for you and for our marriage and our partnership in life and I don't know what's right for everybody else out there and who they have in their lives but I can tell you that you know I, uh, I have my own dedicated meditation practice I have for a very long time but that only got me so far and I think this kind of work, especially like shadow work, is it's like scratching your own back or giving yourself a haircut. You know, there's only so much that you can do on your own at some point, And this is just my opinion based on my personal experience is that we can all benefit from somebody else who really knows us and really sees us, not just the polished version of us that we share with most people, but the real raw version of us. And I know that you and I are very fortunate to have that in each other. You know, we get really real with each other and we don't just give the feedback that we think the other person wants to hear. So my point is that besides just honestly thanking you for being my life partner is that for the listener out there, I hope you appreciate the importance of having somebody in your life that you can count on, whether that's a friend, a partner, or a mentor. If you insist on having somebody else's perspective to do something as superficial as cut your hair, why wouldn't you also get somebody else's perspective on something as vital as rescuing your inner maiden? If a child fell down a well, we would all, you know, like, the whole village would come to the rescue together, right? In this case, there might be a child version of you that's down in a well, like that, that part of me that I had to go back and rescue. Uh, and that well might be a deep hurt, trauma, insecurity, disappointment, whatever it is. And we need to get the whole village together. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not in your Facebook group obviously, but uh, that's what I think of when I hear you talk about your Facebook group is it's like that village. It's like that coming together. And one last thing, if I can go back to my previous metaphor, just like getting your hair cut, it helps if the person providing perspective knows what they're doing. You wouldn't want a stylist that just says, sure, why not? And lets you walk away looking like a mess, right? So a note of caution for anyone relying on friends is that sometimes... Friends can value your friendship more than your well-being, if that makes sense, you know. So, anyway, I'll, I'm done. Thank
0: Oh. Ah, thank you. Thank you for your words to me. And thank you for those really beautiful, colorful images and metaphors with the village. And it might not be an actual child, right? But they're, they're eight, we were actual children at one point. And those little uss are still in these big bodies. So don't let the fact that you're in a multiple decades old body stop you from, from seeing that, that little you in there. And so how would you act? How would you be? How would you choose? What would you think? How would you speak to yourself? All of these things if maybe when you looked in the mirror, you did see that little little person and yes babe i love you so much and those words just sound inadequate and really can't touch the depth of connection and feeling that you bring into my life so before we make everybody throw up on themselves right. <laughs> <laughs> i really would love it if you all listening you've made it this far come continue the conversation with me i'd really you know we're we're not in this thing alone and especially us Sensitive, intuitive, empath types, like we need to stick together. We have been kind of in the shadows and feeling like there's something wrong with us our whole lives. And the truth is, there's nothing wrong with us. And we're actually really freaking needed, like really, really needed. It's time for us to come into right relationship with these gifts and not have them be used for perpetuating our own traumas and keeping us in this survival mode. So, not using our sensitivities to stay in that survival trauma place but to use them for healing and wholeness and the magic that they're here for, damn it. So come continue this conversation with me. Tell me about how you work with your inner child, what you're noticing in spring, how the air element is working with you and through you and and all of these things. So come to my Facebook group, Transmuting to Nourish, Awaken, and Thrive. The link is also on my homepage at innerspark.life. Or reach out on Instagram at Innersparklife or via email or send me a telegram. Um, You know, a singing telegram would be kind of fun. Yeah, telegram. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I would love to also invite you all to sign up now for my monthly Thrive series. This monthly virtual gathering and class is geared toward the sensitive, intuitive, empath woman who longs to know her power and claim her gifts. We'll meet nearest the new moon to support intention setting each month. And each month brings a new theme and topic with guidance and practices to help you leverage your subtle energies. Classes include a link to the recording and materials. Go to Interspark.life slash thrive to register and reserve your spot now. If you're seeking guidance on your path and are ready to finally trust your body, live in connection with the natural ways, work with your subtle energies, and transmute pain into purpose, visit interspark.life slash alchemy to learn more about my signature mentorship program. And if you loved the show, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a review, share the love with a friend and tag me on social media to let me know you were listening. Catch us next time. So much love to you until then.